0: Alright, hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and, in a way, kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout-out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area, catering to professional-level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen sonic as in supersonic.com. This final week of preparing, getting ready to leave, up until this point right now, it's been like, been okay. Now it's like really crunch time. And I'm super, super grateful that this last month has been incredible in the fact that I've felt so loved by a bunch of friends who decided to come visit the Northwest kind of quadrant of Washington. We went to the Olympic Peninsula, went to Mount Rainier, went to the San Juan Islands, the North Cascades National Park, Mount Baker, and I'm probably missing some. But it's been incredible, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do that. It is going to be hard leaving Washington. Well, by the time this episode is released, I'll have already left Washington. Actually, when this episode is released, I will be in Idaho. But for those of you like in the future, it's in the past. One of the biggest things that's been really cool is I basically was taught how to identify blackberries and pick them and eat them. The amount of blackberries that I've picked is just super awesome and makes me happy beyond a doubt. I'm grateful for the people who spent time with me in doing that, spent time listening to all of my <laughs> rambles. It's really interesting. I feel like I have to listen to my rambling more than anyone, and I split it up against a lot of people. I'm grateful for all of those people, all of you people who listen to me. And if you're tuning in right now, you're also listening to me, so I'm thankful for you. If you're just joining this podcast as a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary, it's a space for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and post them for anybody who might be interested hopefully inspiring someone. I am not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. Like I've said before, I'm just doing it. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about who I am. If you get the chance, I invite you to please listen to those. Otherwise, this podcast diary thing doesn't really have any chronological order to it uh, other than... I'm the only one who knows the chronological order. Well, you do too, because you see the topics that are listed. There's like a a hidden chronology <laughs> to all the topics. A quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. So without further adieu, <laughs> here we go. To when accidents do happen, like most children, Getting in trouble? Accidents happen. In one of my previous episodes, I talked about stabbing my friend in the thigh with a pencil. I wouldn't say that was an accident, but sometimes your anger just takes complete control, and you do something that is... I mean, there's no justification for it. I'm not saying that was an accident, because I chose to do that. But accidents in general... There there have been a, a handful of accidents in my life. I actually hurt someone's feelings so bad that it even hurt me. Before I came to know the Lord, before I came to, like, really become who I am now, those things would really drive me to, you know, just be completely regretful and kind of, in a way, wish that I didn't live anymore, which is very, very depressing. <laughs> I've fortunately never been in a car accident. Something is happening so quickly, it's like you don't have time to make the correct decision. Or maybe you do make the correct decision and someone else runs into you or something and you did everything that you could. I've said this before and I'll say it again, don't beat yourself up. Because beating yourself up doesn't help at all. One of my friends recently smashed his thumb An inch of his thumb. Before he smashed his thumb, he was looking for something. He just got so frustrated, and I said, being frustrated, being mad at yourself isn't going to help this situation at all. And unfortunately, he smashed his thumb. Don't beat yourself up for accidents that happen. (coughs) To when motor function matters. I've mentioned this briefly before. I had a stroke when I was between the ages of three and four. Long story short, they had to remove part of my cerebellum, which the cerebellum is the part of your brain that controls motor function, any part of your body that you're moving in such a way that requires either precision or just, you know, giving someone a high five. Really thinking about that goes into you walking down the street blinking your eyes, moving your fingers. Probably one of my favorite hobbies is rock climbing, and unfortunately, due to COVID, I haven't really rock climbed since December, actually. Rock climbing is a very, very, very precision motor function-intensive sport. I really just like bouldering, which bouldering is climbing on on a wall or an actual rock you're maybe 10 or 15 feet off the ground, probably 10 feet at the most, not connected to a harness, and when you fall, you land on a pad. There are a select few moves that you can make with your body to progress to the next rock. So you have to be very, very precise and remain focused in where you're going next. It's a fun sport, and there's a cool culture revolved around people who also like rock climbing. I like to say that I'm an amateur at everything other than being myself. I'm a professional at being myself. But I'm pretty good at rock climbing. I don't quite like doing things where, you know, I could get pretty hurt because I've fallen from a lot of heights before. I've had concussions. I think I might have broken my nose one time. But I just kind of want to try to avoid things that are ultimately dangerous for me, like the time that I went skydiving. Go back to my recent episodes if you haven't heard about that, because it's an interesting time. But motor function, it's something that's cool within our brain that we don't really think about. I feel like we take a lot of things for granted. Our brain can do so many cool things. If you just think about your hand, look at your fingers, move all of your fingertips together so they're touching at the same time, if you just sit there and do that for a while and try to think about it, like everything that's going on from your muscle to the thought of moving to the support of being able to hold your hand up and even more and more and more is kind of incredible, (laughs) to be honest. And I understand that some people don't ever get that privilege in life to be able to move, and I want to say that I'm sorry. It sucks. I know it hurts and I feel for you. I guess a lesson with this would be for those of us who can, who are able to do a backflip or go rock climbing or go swimming, be grateful for every second that you have that you're able to, able to move. For those of you listening who aren't as able to move or are completely immobilized, I would just encourage you to be thankful that you do get to be alive. And I know it's hard and it seems so unfair. I would honestly give my ability of moving to you if you have never been able to experience the ability to move. If I could just give you that, if someday we could transfer that to other people, that would be pretty cool. So regardless if you can move, if you can't move, try to be grateful. My cousin, I have a video of him. I think when he was 10, it was some school gathering with like his whole class or his whole grade or maybe all the kids. And this clip of him said, sometimes it's good to stop and just be grateful. And I'm like, wow, I love that kid. (laughs) Just that thought is so true because how often do we not stop to just be grateful where we're at? To when I quit running, running for me is like reading books. If I'm disciplined in reading, then I enjoy reading a lot. If I'm disciplined in running, then I'm really enjoying running a lot. I think it was the end of college where, I mean, all throughout time, whenever I've gone running, just that thought of, oh, this is gonna, I don't wanna do this. That thought is always there. But the end of college, I was so disciplined in just running. From that point on, it kind of just trickled down, and I've gone running probably a couple dozen of times. We'll say at least four dozen times to make me not sound so lazy. I have two friends in Colorado who are very, very, very avid runners. I witnessed one of them running a, a marathon, 26.22 miles. I'm pretty sure he ran a full marathon and not a half marathon. But to see his joy for running and to see his now wife also love running, I wish someday that I could have that desire as well. I have joy for a lot of things, but it's been very very hard. I think this is one of the downfalls of living alone is there are so many things that you could go and be doing that you just, you just kind of lose sense of a lot of things and, you know, what you really enjoy. It's sad. It's, it's very sad and depressing that it is that way. One of my goals, I seldomly make goals. That's probably my problem, <laughs> but I should make a goal to start running again. I went a couple weeks ago just like I ran around the block, which that was actually more than I've done in a long time. And it did feel good. I feel like a lot of pain in life comes from just not really doing anything. I'm not saying that I don't do anything, <laughs> I do do a lot of things. I do a lot of things very well. My dad talked to me one time about priorities. He's probably said this multiple times. But I would say, Setting priorities, setting goals is actually, yeah, you could say you shouldn't be talking because you don't set goals, you don't set priorities. I do set goals, I do set priorities. They're just, they're a little different. And I hope to better them in my coming years. Because, I mean, people say, you're 27, you're young. I mean, I won't be young forever. Maybe I'm old. Some people think my old co-workers thought I was, like, 19, which would be interesting if I were and knew what I know right now. My old therapist, I think back when I was 26 or 25, said that he's like, you have the mind of a 35-year-old. I'm like, cool, cool. I I wish I had the disciplines of a 35-year-old. Kind of. All right, I'm going to be completely honest with you and bold. If you haven't heard any of my boldness or honesty ever in this whole podcast, then I want you to hear this. It's a little nerve wracking to say it that I probably have the priorities and discipline of a 19 year old. (laughs) I'm not saying all 19 year olds have not a lot of discipline and focus in their life, but I've had that discipline and that discipline has gone away. So, as far as running goes, my dad swam for Stanford. He swims a lot and multiple times has said, you know, when you're swimming, you just got to, in order to get to the other side of the pool, you just got to keep your head down and keep going. So running life, it's like, just keep waking up every day. You know, a lot of days are harder than others, but you know what? Just keep moving one foot in front of the other and don't beat yourself up. I think I hate running so much because every time I run, I beat myself up because I'm not going fast enough. I actually, no, okay, I was lying earlier when I said the last time I ran, I ran around the block. I actually, I submitted a self-tape, which is like an an audition doing a bunch of exercises. And so I recorded a clip of me running on a track, maybe 30 or 40 feet. (laughs) I got it wrong a couple times, and so I redid it. So by that, by like the fourth or fifth take, I had actually ran a lot, and then afterwards I'm like, you know what, let's actually run around the track. And I was so out of breath. But I enjoyed it more because I wasn't trying to push myself overboard, and I wasn't beating myself up for not going as fast as I know I can, which is okay. It's truly okay. We don't need to go so fast in life as we think we need to because we have other people telling us to go faster. You're the only one that knows your limits, and it's really good to know those. To win something is more than a hobby. I think this one is talking about when I read a bunch of books, which I've talked about previously, so I won't talk about it a whole bunch, but basically, I read a whole bunch of books and made this really intense reading log that it wasn't just a hobby. It was like a disciplined way of life for me to just download a whole bunch of knowledge from books, and I did it very, very concretely. But another thing that's more than a hobby is, like, me just talking. Me talking right now, it's more of a therapeutic thing, because talking is a way to process your thoughts. Also, being silent is a way to process your thoughts. Communicating in general is important. And I would say that that's... (laughs) It sounds really, really weird and quirky to say it, but it's more than a hobby. Like, I know right now I'm just creating this podcast, this for not only myself, but for you to listen to. It's a way to reflect. It's a way to find purpose. It's a way to... Maybe that's what hobbies are, is a way to find purpose. Say you're just starting to rock climb. But then you get good at it and it no longer becomes a hobby. It becomes a, a way for you to find purpose because you're really good at it. People tell me, or like I've heard other people talk about, oh, like that's a nice hobby, or how are you going to make that hobby into a career, blah, blah, blah. If you do something and you enjoy it, releasing these episodes, which I do enjoy, by the way, has helped me to find purpose in the certain gifts gifts that i have of being a a rambler <laughs> being a concise thinker able to do things behind a computer being more kind of a social person not even just producing this but also <laughs> it could go on and on just think of something in your life that you like doing or that once before you enjoyed doing like, if you say you would want to start doing that again, you should do it again. You should do it more. I would encourage you to, like, plug it in as a big part of your day, your routine. Bring joy into your priorities. Bring joy into your day. Bring joy into the things you do. And and then just invite other people into that joy. Like I just said, I like talking, and sometimes I know it doesn't make sense. I'm just rambling. It's like word vomit. <sighs> Like, I'm inviting you into it, and it's cool, and I I thank you for being here. I thank you for your dedication, and I just thank you for you as a person. And like I've said in a a few of the past episodes, I'm going to go now because it's hot. I just put icy hot on the back of my neck, so maybe that's making me a little warmer. And cut. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. Thanks for listening.